This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I yell timber as I fell the great waifu weeb tree. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And Remington, it's time. I I don't, I don't like the sound of that. It's time. We've been putting it off for too long. Oh, fuck. Honestly, we've been putting off a lot of things for too long. We put off a lot of things on this show. We keep saying we're going to do things, and then we're just like, eh, we could do it later. I mean, but there is always later. You know, I say skip your original idea. Instead of doing whatever you're talking about, which is probably uh, scary, uh, let's just uh, let's just sit around the fire, tell some happy stories, Corey in the house in the background. That uh, would be a horror story in living, my case. Living the dream, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, if we didn't do my original story, I'd have to just uh, do what I did for uh, Naka Emo, if you remember, and just hit the random button and see what I get. Don't like that at all. Don't like any of these things. I mean, honestly, like, I spent some time preparing this one, and I thought, you know, this would be a good way to start the new year. We've already gotten something nice and interesting and controversial. I figured it'd be something to, it'd be a good chance to get something uh, nice and enjoyable for a lot of people. I'll take it. Well, but if you really want one me of those to people, go... I'll, I'll take it, but one of those people that it's enjoyable to would preferably be me. <laughs> well, because could... often when it's enjoyable for a lot of people, I, I've noticed that more often than not, I am not in the camp of a lot of people. What are you trying to say, Remington? Are you trying to say that uh, all these weebs are weird? Uh, not not weird, just have bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I love the fact that we've lived this long. (laughs) I joke about us dying all the time, but it's truly amazing that nobody has, like, doxed our house and just tried to come and kill us because we definitely live together. Who knows? Maybe 2020, the the year that everything goes wrong for us. Uh, Also known as our lives. All right. What are we doing this week, Sean? Well, Remington, it's been a long-ass time since we've done any revisited episodes. Uh, Yeah, yep, yep. It has. It has, Sean. Why are you so nervous? <laughs> because all the revisits except Umaru-chan have been bad. Wow. All of them. Yeah. Well, I can't. Let's see. So there was uh, JoJo almost changed my mind, then fucking didn't. There's Toradora did change my mind in a bad way. Which you're still wrong about. But... There was Rosario Vampire. Oof. There was Sword Art Online <laughs> and Sword Art Online. <laughs> so much oof. You forgot about the third Sword Art Online. It's Sword Art Online. <laughs> God damn it. So uh, as we can see, statistically, I can expect Sword Art Online as the baseline. That's never a good spot to be in. Oh, man. But wouldn't that be a treat to start the new year? I did promise that we would not do any more Sword Art Online in the year of 2019. <laughs> don't don't fuck with me. I'm not. I'm I'm too emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> the the scars that Sword Art has left have still not healed. What if I told you that the second half of the third season started recently? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. All right, what the fuck are we doing, Sean? Are you sure you want to know? Stop at this playing point? with your food. 
I'm I'm vulnerable. I'm hurting. I'm dreading whatever's coming. But the food tastes so much better the more you play with it. I found. Uh, as the food here disagree, uh, <laughs> I would uh, I I would prefer to just be scarfed down and die, uh, nice and quick. That's that's the fate I'd prefer. Although alternatively, if I can just leave and not watch anime, best result. What's that? What's the common phrase? The wolf does not. Uh, uh, Concern itself with, with uh, the matters of the sheep. Yeah, yeah. You're you're looking a bit sheepish there, my friend. Th- th- that I am. Is that your persona, by the way? <laughs> Fuck. If if it is, I feel like that's a bad choice. You you, uh, you know how there are cat girls. I'm actually just a sheep girl. Uh, so uh, there. Mm. No, don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Well, I often say things, and then I'm like, yeah, but this actually exists, and I don't want to know. What the fuck are we doing this week, Sean? Well, Remington, you are right. We do tend to come back to a lot of bad things. The one good thing that we came back to, you ended up uh, turning on, and the one thing that most people really enjoy, and I enjoy and love, you also still hate it on because you hate me. But no, now's the chance to see if what you say is true. Oh, here we go. All right. You have been claiming for nearly a year... That your opinions on this particular show are 100% accurate. <laughs> uh, the, the problem is all that that all that what you've told me informs me of is that it's been about a year since I've made any claims. Because other than that, it could still be nearly any anime. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. But no, Remington, we covered this anime, I believe, in 2019. All right. Uh... Near the beginning, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, okay. And honestly, I think it's time to really get into it again because... Fuck. Yeah, no, back in March is when we did this Ooh, one. Ooh, okay. And you had a very controversial opinion, which has had some results. Some people have agreed with you. The only thing is, is most of those people have actually seen this show prior to that. But now, I want to see if your opinions still hold and if this show can still remain on a higher tier of shonen for you. Oh, okay. So if I'm correct, this week we're, we're delving into some some good old superhero boys. We are, we are. We're going back to sky high, baby. <laughs> the best of anime. Yeah. Uh, War and Peace is my waifu, uh, which is just Dylan. It's just uh, Dylan. <laughs> it's a shame he had to base his whole visage on such a mediocre <laughs> character. Uh, but yeah, so uh, f- as, as a little recap... Uh, my my controversial stance on the first season of My Hero Academia is that you can skip the first like eight or nine episodes and just because those are mostly mediocre filler and then it gets genuinely solid in the last uh, th- three or four or something like that uh, episodes because they start giving a shit about the ensemble, uh, which is great, which is what it should be all about. And amazingly, despite it being so controversial, it has been the one claim I've made on this show that has received the most support, which is wildly surprising. Yeah, a whole seven people have supported you. <laughs> of the couple hundreds that listen to us. <laughs> and and, and that, that's seven more than any of my other opinions. <laughs> yeah. H- but, how did people react to your Violet Evergarden opinion again? I would like to remind everyone, I gave the show Violet Evergarden a thumbs up. Just a reminder to everyone, it was a favorable review. <laughs> ah, they don't listen to that. They just listen to the th- bad things you say about their favorite shows. But I-, I am anticipating that now that it has started to get decent, that hopefully it'll actually stay as good as it was at the very end. 
and not how it was for the first, like, two-thirds to three-fourths. Well, what if I told you that most people agree that the first season is the most problematic season? Hell yes, finally people understand. Nah, they still love the first season. (laughs) They just say that after season two... It gets pretty dang good. Okay. Because you know why, Remington? Why? It starts with a tournament arc. Oh, you you have mentioned that there's a tournament arc, and I love tournament arcs. And so far, despite having over 80 episodes of this podcast, Sean, we I won't say we haven't had tournament arcs. Because technically, <laughs> technically, technically, we have. Uh, it was in our last revisit. But... We have never had a good tournament arc, which is a tragedy because tournament arcs can be amazing. Thank you, Remington. Now that you've said that, I can really get into it because the other ter- only thing we have that is close to a tournament arc that isn't a tournament arc is our sports anime. <laughs> and those, we didn't really get into the nitty gritty of it. Because I'd rather not. Oof. <laughs> there are still people salty about your Chihaya Furu opinions, by the way. Oh, yes, okay. You forgot already. Man, I have to cram a bunch of different anime into my goddamn skull. It's not that hard. It's so difficult. I mean... I have a life outside of anime. You weebs wouldn't understand what that's like. (laughs) Yes, your life of sitting in a dark corner reading books and telling people that everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Living the dream. Yeah. A very fulfilling life. <laughs> I've talked with your girlfriend. I know exactly the kinds of things you get up to when you're home alone. <laughs> hey, hey, we're, we're not supposed to talk about those. There's there, there, there's contracts involved. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sign any of them. <laughs> uh, but but Chai Furu was, was, was fine. Uh, and still, I would like to remind everyone, perfect time to remind everyone, the, the greatest face-off of this whole year is coming up towards the end, this oh, November. I, I was hoping that would be the part you forgot about. Oh, hell no. It's going to be a battle of the ages, which I have not thought about till now. <laughs> and you're probably going to forget until like right before November shows up. And I'll have a slight edge because I'll have at least memorized like five poems. <laughs> I mean, hey, but we, we've yet to decide on the super high stakes. We will. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is fantastic tournament arcs. Oh, wait, we got to revisit my boy, Parisian dick laser i uh, forgot all about parisian dick laser yes aoyama ah uh, i will never remember that name i will remember parisian dick laser oh goodness uh bad news for you he's not as prevalent in the second season what the fuck? he's not as prevalent as he was in the first season god damn that's not prevalent enough yeah well that sucks to suck doesn't it he's like one of the people i remember because he shot shoots a laser from his belly button Right out of his dick. Be- Remington, we need to have a serious discussion on laser anatomy. right out of his urethra. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. If you have lasers coming out of your urethra, see a doctor. Or go to Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll see Dylan there. Oh, but, yes, Remington, a tournament arc. Because, after all, every good shonen series has a pretty... A shonen battle series, I'll say has a good tournament arc shoved in or revolves around good tournament arcs. Hell, most of the original Dragon Ball had a shit ton of tournament arcs. Yu Yu Hakusho is mostly tournament arcs, and people love those shows. So the trick is, is having a good fighting tournament arc that is both interesting, compelling, and lets you get insights into a variety of different characters, which this one does. Not 
only that, though, we also get to see Deku have some really interesting development as well. Oh, thank God. Because if you recall, Remington, Deku starts off as the biggest crybaby and starts to get a bit of confidence near the end. The entire second season is where he actually starts to get real confidence. Yeah, well, one of my claims about season one was that uh, the the rivalry between Deku and... Bakugo. Bakugo uh, was bad, and it was super focused on for most of the first season, and it was just entirely uninteresting because it's the same exact shit we've always seen. And neither one of the characters are really that interesting at all in season one. I'm sure they get better. Yeah, you're, uh, you're insulting everybody's favorite soft boy and everybody's favorite violent explodey boy. But then it gets much better in the last couple episodes. That's why you should just really skip the first eight or nine episodes of My Hero Academia and it'll be fine. I promise. What if I told you that one of the best fights in the series is one, is that one of their rival fights? That That's fine. As long as it's not one that I've already seen because then it's it would not. be horribly disappointing. No, God, no, 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 no. That first First, uh, that first fight is just an insight into how Deku fights and is good for that and shows the flaws of his strategies. Uh, now I'm just trying to remember uh, the other characters, Sean. So you you had happy pink and blue girl. Yep, yep. Uh, who, she, I, if I remember, she seemed fine, but yeah, she's she your was, very preppy she's pretty Diaru. Yeah, she seemed she seemed good, but still, I, I could do with a little bit more personality on her. Um, there's. Frog Girl, who my immediate impression was there's way too much not safe for work stuff out there. Of you would her. be correct. Yeah. There, I, Fr- that would be uh, Sue You, Sue, or Froppy is her hero name. Yeah, Froppy. Uh, that, uh, is, the moment she showed up on screen, I was like, there's there's a real weird fan base solely about art. Yeah, Mina was the pink girl, by the way. Ah, Mina. Okay. Uh, then, Mina. Sorry, th- I'm having flashbacks to fucking uh, <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> then there was... Uh, there there was the the two that like do music and something something like that the two that do music and something wow remington you really they only existed in like one episode i swear to god they uh, were in other ones but let's face it they they had like that would be that would uh be jiro she's the girl with the earlobes that are headphone jacks yeah see and then she is always with uh, she's always with um, a couple people, but primarily no. Denki, who is the guy with the yellow hair whose electricity powers. Yeah, see. And when he uses his electricity too much, he fries his brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually, like, they went from doing literally nothing to actually having a good scene in the last couple episodes. I remember this. Yes. Then there's also um, Uraraka, who's kind of the main girl, the anti-gravity girl. You're a very typical Dere uh, Dere, uh, uh, you know, happy girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the one that is very clearly being set up to be uh, Deku's love interest. Yep, which is just not at all interesting to me. It's not interesting to you. It's not interesting to most people. But by the time we are where we are in the show, it's at least acceptable. And just it's it's so pushed far to the side that it's not really relevant. So you don't have to worry about that. Good. There's just some awkward flirting here and there. And that's about it. Uh, but she's great. Love her. Uh, then there's also Yayu Rozu, who is the class president who can make stuff with her body. Don't remember her. Uh, big bl- uh, hair. She literally, uh, she was with Denki and uh, uh, Jiro. She created a big tarp to protect her them from the electricity. I think I vaguely remember. Uh, I, if I remember correctly in the last episode, you actually uh, listed her as one of your favorites. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, she's the really smart, awkward, rich girl. Okay. Yeah. S- sounds like someone I would like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably recognize her again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
See, it's been a long time for anybody getting angry at me for not remembering to be fair, every there's, goddamn detail. There's 24 characters in the class. Yeah. And a lot of them don't really get much character development until end of second season. Because, you know, that's a lot of fucking characters. Yep. Like, holy shit, that's a lot of characters. And uh, uh, then we got Parisian Dick Laser. Of yep. course. Uh, then you got some more of the dudes. You've, you've, of course, got Bakugo, who's the explodey boy. You've got Todoroki, who's the half red, half white. Oh, hair, God. Hot and cold. Uh... Hot topic, as I as I label them. Mm-hmm. You made that joke last time. It's fine. No, I'm aware. I'm. I, it's sad that I'm making a new do- joke. I'm just. I'm just remembering my joke and maintaining it. Yeah. Uh, he gets some really good character development this uh, tournament arc. In fact, probably the most out of anybody. Uh, and also one of the fan favorites. <laughs> I no, like I saw him and I was like, he is like. Top tier fan favorite Boyo, and I couldn't give less of a shit. Oh, he's not the top tier. He's high up there. Uh, actually, right now, the two most popular d- guys are actually Bakugo and Deku. Which is fucking rough. Uh, not after all the shit they've done. Uh, because, man, Bakugo actually gets some character development that is very interesting and very well done. That That's good, because those two, after season one, are easily the least interesting. Yep, that's, again, your opinion. Uh, then you have Kirishima, who was the hot-headed red guy who gets hard. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yep, he gets very hard. Yep. Uh, that's his superpower. Then you've got Tokoyamui, who is a birdhead. Oh, birdhead. With bird the shadow. Birdhead. Uh, I, I, we didn't see enough of birdhead, I felt. No, no, you'll see more of him in this. You see more of Class A in uh, this entire arc. Uh, then you also have uh, Ida, who is the guy with engines on his legs. Run fast, boy. Don't really remember him. Glasses. Nope. Don't remember him. Okay. Not cool. doing him for me. Uh, and there's others. We there's could, others, but we've covered that. Uh, there's also the one character that everybody unanimously hates. That would be Mineta. That's the little tiny purple uh, grape. Pervert. Oh God. Oh, yeah. I for, I had repressed that son of a bitch. Well, I had to bring it to the <laughs> forefront of your mind and had to remind Why you is... nobody likes him. Why does he exist? Because the author has admitted that he likes writing this terrible fucking character. God damn it. He loves how much people hate him. Which, fair, I guess, but God, everybody hates him. Uh... And a couple others, non-sequentials. I'm leaving some out, and people are going to be like, hey, you left out my favorite character. I've only, I've only got season one, homies. Just relax. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning. Yeah, you'll learn more. Because the cast of Hero Academia is massive. Like, even by Shonen standards, it's massive. All right. Well, uh, last time we did this, obviously, you showed me the entire first season. Yep. Uh, which, which, although I, I started to like it, and ultimately uh, was favorable towards where it was going and what it ended up being. Uh, there's still, it, it still is always concerning uh, the thought that I, I need to watch hours and hours of anime, uh, which I recognize is the whole point of the show, mm-hmm. and it always hurts me. Uh, but I have to ask, how many episodes are we watching? Are we watching the entire second season, Sean? Are we watching the whole second season, Sean? Well, Remington, the second season is only, you know, uh, that's, that's child's play. It's only 24 episodes. 24? That's twice as many as the first one. Yeah, that's because it got the budget to do whatever the heck it wanted. Uh, but no, Remington, I wouldn't do that to you. 24 is too many in one week for a Remington. <laughs> yeah, for Remington specifically, there are people who would binge that in like the span of three days and be like, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> All right, so so Me how one of them? How many I'm... are we watching? Well, Remington, ideally, ideally, 
I'd want to get through the entirety of the tournament arc. However, I don't know if we'll be able to do that. Uh, so the uh, tournament arc starts... Uh, so the whole second season starts right after the events of the end of the first season. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. Uh, don't you dare say your thing. You can watch the end if you want, or you can read the manga. I don't give a shit. But if you haven't seen it or consumed it in any way, go consume it in some fashion. Right after the invasion of the League of Villains, uh, the school is implementing more security measures and is trying to recover from uh, the attack because uh, a lot of teachers got horribly injured in that, including a couple students. Uh, and right after that, they announced the Sports Festival, which is this almost national event that is being held at UA, which is, of course, the biggest superhero school in Japan and arguably one of the most popular in the world, though we don't know much outside the world of Japan because eh, world building's hard. <laughs> uh, and it's a competition between students of the same year, uh, but not just the superhero students, uh, also the general students and the supporting students. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... That doesn't seem fair. Well, if you, everybody still has a superpower. But, yeah, no, if you're not making it in the hero uh, category, it's not likely you're going to be a finalist. Yeah, but I'm going to guess there will be some... There's got to be at least one normie piece of shit who makes it surprisingly far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's got to be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they want to give a bit more information as to the way the world works. Because that's the one thing Hiroaka loves to do, is it loves to give you the views of its society and how things work and what living in this superhero society is like. And I joked about world building, but it actually has some really fun world building overall. Uh, and this tournament is the equivalent of your standard sports festival in an, a normal Japanese high school, which is literally just a festival where all the students can compete and play normal games, like things like uh, three-legged races, baton passing, all kinds of weird, fun little mini-games that you might play at school. Uh, sports festivals are a very common thing in Japan. And uh, just a great opportunity to show off how these different powers would work in these different situations. Exactly, Remington. You're already thinking ahead. So normally when you hear tournament arc in a battle shown and you think, oh, they're going to fight each other. I'm going to see how far they fight. Uh Yes, but that's only the third part of the tournament arc. Okay. So the first two parts are grand uh, elimination arc. I'm arcs. just hoping for, like, the most intense game of egg tossing that you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. Uh, I, I'd watch that super shonenized anime about oh, yeah. egg tossing. Would you like me to tell you what the three events are? Uh, you know what? Nah. I nah. don't need to. Let, let's keep them a pleasant surprise. Okay. Well... I already told you what the third one is. Well, yeah. But that's to be expected. It's a shonen battle one. You have to really show off the shonen battles. <laughs> of course. Uh, but the first two arcs are honestly things you could expect at any kind of sports festival. Just over-the-top amplified due to the fact that everybody has superpowers and we're obviously in the distant enough future that we have technology that makes this kind of bullshit possible. All right. I, I am amazingly, surprisingly hopeful considering even though most of what I saw from My Hero Academia I wasn't a huge fan of. It was very consistently strong at the very end. So I assume that's what we're going to get. I assume it's figured itself out. We're going to get the good stuff. And I think that I'm probably actually going to like it. Yeah. And at, if possible, I'd like to get to the end of the tournament arc. That's a total of 10 episodes, which is a lot. Ooh, all right. But it's not more than you've done. But I will decide that as we're watching, we may only get to the end of probably the most 
climactic fight in said tournament. Arc. Well, it sounds like either way you're using your bullshit rule. Well, I mean, it's technically a continuing story. No, 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 no. Starting new seasons, you gotta use the bullshit rule. Mm. But it's so good, Remington. Why would you? Why would you want me to waste stuff so so good? I want you to waste the bullshit rule on the good stuff, so that you don't end up bullshit ruling me on the terrible nonsense. What if I promise that my next bullshit rule will be a guaranteed good thing that you have not seen? Under no circumstances am I giving you an extra bullshit rule. The people already voted to give you one before. I will not do that freely. Damn it. <laughs> I just want to share my love of this show with you, Remington, because the fourth season has been airing and it's been pretty top tier. All right, some people have said it's a little too slow for their taste, but I like the slow parts, so fuck you. Slow parts can be done well. They're yeah. easier to fuck up, but they can be done very, very well. And plus, my boy Kirishima gets some much-needed character development and his new power is fucking top tier. Who? Hard boy. Hard boy! Yeah, it, you're not going to remember his actual name, so would you like to know his hero name? Sure. Red Riot. Red Riot. You all can right. remember because he's red and he's loud. All right. Perfect. Yeah. And he's all about manliness. Uh, Kirishima's great. Uh, don't at me. Uh, right, well, I, I think I'm, I'm ready to, to jump into probably a little too many episodes of an anime that I think I'll probably like. Honestly, Rem, I hope you do because if you don't, I'm going to kill you. Perfect. Let's go watch some My Hero Academia. I can already hear the second season theme song playing in my head. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the entirety of the first half of the second season of My Hero Academia. You know, one of the most exciting tournament arcs in recent years in Remington. I have to stress this very heavily. <laughs> Depending on your statements here, could decide whether or not we can stay friends. All right, well, tell me, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Sean. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to have a Violet Evergarden situation going on. Oh, so we're going to have lots of violence uh, in this garden. Because <laughs> I would like to establish... Uh, I liked it. I give it a thumbs up. Let's get that out of the way right away. Uh, nobody however, heard that. You know yeah, that, right? No, no that that, that is just going fell to on be ignored because there's gonna be a couple opinions through this little road of ours that that sparks some controversy. Uh, oh man, and controversy in so, our podcast. I know it's so uncommon. However, it's, it's one of the few times we're bringing it out. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reemphasize. I liked it, giving it a thumbs up, uh, but people ain't going to give a shit when they hear a couple of my opinions, so. All right. <laughs> well, let's get tucked into it. So, Remington, tournament arcs. I love a good tournament arc. It's one of my favorite things in shonen anime or in stories in general. Uh, so I have to ask, what did you think of this tournament arc? Well, with the tournament arcs we've seen, I... Before this one, I've been sorely disappointed uh, because they haven't really been tournament arcs uh, what, you mean the one fight in the one episode of Sword Art? <laughs> oh, God, that was uh, that was the worst. Where was, he cut bullets in half because he thought he could? It could have been so interesting. They were like, what if we had a neat idea? Anyway, uh, <laughs> that is... We're not here to rag on Sword Art. There's but. our weekly Sword Art bashing that is required within the contracts. Mm -hmm. 
as soon as we decided to make multiple episodes on Sword Art, we had to agree to the terms of services of bashing Reki whenever possible. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Uh, and and so uh, having this one, it's easily the best tournament arc we've seen. Not a very high bar, admittedly, to to overcome <laughs> with our right. past. But this one uh, was was much better. Uh, not perfect, but good. Well, nothing's perfect to you, Remington. <laughs> That's because they're horrendously flawed. But this one a little, this one a little bit better. This one is is a bit better. Let Let's take it generally chronologically. Uh, that is the best way to do things, as that's the order of things that happened. <laughs> so we we start off uh, with with the first episode of of season two, and we start off, of course, with with a big long recap of everything that happened. Uh, then that finishes. We sort of get into the actual story, in which we are immediately met. With more of a recap on everything that happened. So it did a double recap, which is a ballsy fucking move. Uh, and then immediately after the second recap, they they did some story with some flashback elements. Uh, so it was another recap. The third recap was a good one. The third recap is how you do recaps. And if they only had that one, it would be great. But unfortunately, it was their third goddamn recap in the first episode of season two. To be fair, Remington, it was about a year and a half since the first season was released, and Shonen Anime is directed at fairly younger audiences. But three recaps in the first episode? You don't like, have to worry about that later It's a later little on. bit excessive, and especially given the fact that generally you're going to end up skipping... 15% of every single episode because it is recap, which is just a little much. And that's an ongoing problem I have with my hero, Akka, because I think that percentage is just a bit fucking high. It's on the lower side for some popular shonen, actually. That doesn't excuse it. I, I do not accept that as a valid reasoning. If if you come over to me, right, and and you you bring a pedophile in front of me and you're like oh but he's only touched like one kid uh that's less than than many other pedophiles i would really just prefer it if he didn't touch kids that's my preference uh you're comparing <laughs> a 2 minute time slot to pedophilia we haven't even touched on the lolly concept in this show and you're bringing that that comparison is what you're going to bring forth right Jesus, fuck. <laughs> this is why we have the explicit tag. I, th I think that's the law of equivalent exchange used properly. <laughs> You've only seen 10 episodes of Full Metal Alchemist. You don't have the right. Uh, so it, it, I just found it. The first episode is like 90% recap. And there's some story elements thrown in there. But oh, dear God. I shouldn't tell you about 0.5 episodes, should I? Oh, Jesus Christ. Are those, are those just recap? Oh, yeah. What the fuck? A lot of anime do them, and every time one comes out when the expected anime is supposed to be, you know, the next episode from the climax, people get really butthurt. Uh, yeah! Quite reasonably, I'd say. Yeah, no. Because uh, everybody was super excited with for the second season of Hiroaka, obviously. Yep. Because the people who actively follow it uh, obviously rewatched it right before it came out. So as soon as that first episode dropped, we're like, oh yeah, here we go. 13.5, excuse me. What? Wait, 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 wait. So you are telling me right now that before the release of the first episode of season two, which has, I want to reiterate, three complete recaps in it, they had an episode that was just a recap. Yep. <laughs> God 
damn it! They, I this I'm so tilted. I'm so tilted. Uh, There's a re. Hey, I skipped it for a reason, Remington, because nobody <laughs> fucking likes them and nobody wants them to ever happen. There's only one reason they happen, and that's to buy the studio time. Because they're either trying to pace themselves with the manga or they want to put a little more effort into the production. And the only way I find it acceptable is when the uh, end result of the show is phenomenal and Bones does some amazing things. But yeah, no, 3.5 episodes fucking suck. Oh, so uh, like that was a so they had a 0.5 episode and episode one is like a, a 0.75. It's almost story. Uh, it's just a little bit of story, but it's still mostly recap. Uh, that being said, in the first episode, the one thing I think they did well, they showed uh, they showed more ensemble characters, background characters, and each of them had very strong character designs. I, I've said it before in our first iteration of My Hero Aka, and I'm going to double down completely. Uh, the the ensemble. And the world building, those are the things that make My Hero Aka so amazing. And so when it emphasizes those qualities, when it has a, a bird's eye view, when it steps back a moment, that is when it shines. Uh, and, and so first episode, it, not not great. Um, bit rocky, some good elements, but it was, oh dear God. I don't want to interrupt you. Well, I do want to interrupt you because that's what I like to do on this show. Of course. Uh, I just want to point out uh, what the second season of Hero Aka is currently ranked on Mal. Yep. It's ranked number 69. Hey, nice. nice. Kiki's uh, delivery service. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, call back to that old joke. Still, uh, yeah. still, so many people asking whether or not you know what sixty nine is, oh, which is great. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> yes, I know. It's the sex number. <laughs> Bet uh, you wouldn't think I'd figure that out eventually. Who would fuck a number? Jeez, <laughs> Pythagoras, calm down. Uh, <laughs> Look. All I'm saying is when my hypotenuse is erected, <laughs> you gotta use it properly. Uh, a squared plus B squared. I'm gonna see C you squared, squared baby. Hey. All right. Uh, so then uh, episode two already starts off strong. There's a, a practice montage because it's gonna be the, for the sports festival, right? And and that the practice montage phenomenal once again because you get a, a window into each of these different uh, characters, their different ways of practicing, different ways of interacting, and even just those brief glimpses. It says so much about them. Yeah. The when it comes to like efficient character building and storytelling, this is the way to do it because it would have like a second or two on individual characters, but already it tells you quite a bit about them. That's good storytelling. Yeah. And I will say this the power system in Hero Academia is one of my favorites. And you want to know why that is, Remington? Why? Because every power has limitations. Yeah. And, and I, I think it, through exploring the limitations, uh, I, this is it, if you called it a magic system, it's 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 a softer magic system, but not a super soft magic system. It's superpowers, but it's done much better than many other systems because it feels consistent. Even though, even though it's not by the numbers, it's still it feels consistent, and so that you understand it. Uh, very rarely, though there are a few moments we're going to talk about, does it feel unwarranted. Uh, there, There's 
especially one moment that I'm going to bring up that breaks that rule a lot. And Oh, if you're talking about what I think you're about to talk about, I'm going to kick your I'm going to be bothered by it, but well, well, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute before we get to the worst element of that. Uh, we're continuing. Great practice montage. Uh, when, when it brings everyone out, there's, there's uh, a lovely meta joke, and there's actually quite a few meta jokes by the MC of the whole festival. Uh, Present, Mike. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and the the one that immediately I knew I was gonna enjoy them. Uh, he was talking about uh, Class B, and he was like, "They haven't gotten a lot of airtime, but they're good too." Uh, and they have a lot of moments like that uh, with with the MC, which is lovely to see uh, because it shows a degree of self awareness, which is always pleasant, especially because then they usually do something with it to make it matter. Uh, class B is actually really cool, by the way. Uh, at the point I am in the manga right now, they have a conflict with Class A, and it is awesome. Oh, yeah. It definitely makes them... Uh, it, this arc has shown them to be uh, a bit more interesting. Uh, well, one thing that I also loved was when uh, when good old Bakugo... Uh, I, I, I was this close to calling him Bakugan again. Uh, <laughs> when, when Bakugo goes up to give a little speech and everything, and it was like, oh, man, yeah, it's because he was ranked one in in class. And then uh, one from, I, I can't remember, they were like general studies or business. They turn and they're just like, well, yeah, in the hero course. And that was a phenomenal line. One, because it's funny as shit. And two, because it emphasizes that that's not the only thing around. Obviously, it's the main focus for what we're seeing. But there's more beyond this bubble. And I, I like that tone of, of just like, hey, that's not the only thing around, buddy. I mean, it's kind of like the idea that you did you know that there's a full on police system in Hero Academia? Uh, <laughs> I mean, not surprised. I well, mean, why? Uh, well, for uh, the logistic size of things, petty criminals. I guess. Yeah. Uh, less quirk related dangers. Superheroes are for the more extreme things. Uh, excuse me, heroes. You can't call them superheroes because that's copyright. <laughs> yeah, don't be ridiculous, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was making. How that dare up. you? Uh, hey, Marvel, how you guys doing? It's uh, <laughs> a big oof. But uh, yeah, no, the world building in Hero Aka is fantastic, and the police system. Anytime there's interactions with them, you don't feel like they're pointless. Yeah, and I, I think. Like, once again, this is going to go into the greatest strengths of this show, world building and ensemble. There are other strengths of the show, but I'm going to put those at the top two. Uh, and then something else that I, I actually liked quite a bit was uh, the rated R superstar Edge, uh, the rated R hero, uh, Widow. Uh, <laughs> she's She actually was real solid. They, they didn't overuse her and... Amazingly, they were able to display a sense of of sexuality without wildly gratuitous fan service. Considering that her character was designed on the principle of fan service and her power is fan service. Yeah, like they they handled it super well. Yeah, that would be Midnight is the proper name. Oh, Midnight. Character. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking Widow because Black Widow. Yeah, it's sexy. all the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh so so with Midnight uh, handled extremely well because, like, you totally understand the sex appeal there. That's the entire point of her character. Plus she's an adult. Uh, plus she's an adult, thank God. But they don't spend shot after shot after shot after shot being like, hey, but do you remember that she's sexy, though? Uh, and even though 
it's it's uh, an overwhelming part of her character. It isn't the literal only part of her character. What if I told you she gets a fight scene later on? Uh, that See, that's totally believable because of how it's presented it. And it's pretty great, too, because you get to watch uh, uh, an asshole get his shit kicked in a couple times, which oh, is very hell satisfying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so all that was... Uh, just solid. I think the general preparations for the the festival, uh, real solid, real good, definite thumbs up, uh, really focused on the world building. Uh, and then, then we get to the first game, right? The obstacle course. Oh, yes. Uh, and there are a couple of issues with the obstacle course. First, the good things, it's super interesting to see how others' powers interact, how different people handle the same situation in different ways. Phenomenal. Love to see that. Uh, really, really neat, interesting, and super enjoyable. Uh, where, where it starts to get a little bit of an issue, uh, and I understand why, why it is this way, uh, given the rest of the tournament. However, uh, let's talk about Deku for a minute. All right, here we go. Bring it on. I can take it. So, uh, Deku, uh, he, he, he is not great, especially early on in My Hero Aka. He's better than he was in season one. Still pretty oof. In the obstacle course, they're all running, and towards the end, it's between either Hot Topic or Bakugo, and they're they're going at it, and it makes sense. Both of them doing very, very well for themselves. Uh, and amazingly, Deku has been able to keep up, even though he has... It, it makes very little sense that he was able to keep up much at all. No, it, it makes sense. Not really. His body is trained enough that he can handle uh, the power of all for one even a little bit. He's incredibly physically fit. Oh, yeah, he's incredibly physically fit. But when other people essentially have rockets and can fly over everything, uh, like, don't get me wrong. Deku, yeah, he's going to do well compared to, like, those without useful quirks. But he also doesn't necessarily have a super useful quirk in this case. And so it doesn't seem accurate that he's doing as well as those who have really good quirks. And he's not initially. He's a little bit behind, even though he's he's doing decently well. And so he comes up with this plan that's super haphazard. And uh, it, it acknowledges that it's super haphazard. It acknowledges that it shouldn't work. It acknowledges that it's completely luck-based. He, he, he has a, a shield going on used from one of the robots. He smashes it into a bunch of mines. It just propels him way ahead. And then he smashes more mines in front of him, which blasts him forward because anime physics. And he ends up winning. And... Uh, it acknowledges that was totally chance-based and, and, and that was sort of bullshit. <laughs> and, and like the least interesting thing to occur. And I, it would have been more interesting if, if basically anything else happened or if, if they had Deku win in a different way. Uh, because I, I think narratively it's going to show there was a good reason to have Deku win it. Right in the overall structure, it makes sense. But the path to getting him there was sort of really stupid. Well, what would you have done to make him win? Uh, I would have, I would have maybe, and they use this reason for uh, Class B had either one of uh, the the other two, Hot Topic or Bakugo. One, they could have just screwed each other over hardcore. Uh, in which case, then Deku gets the win. And it makes sense for both of their character why they would screw each other over hardcore, right? Uh, and they were sort of fighting for the victory, but it would have been more interesting 
if it just really fucked up, right? Uh, that would have made sense, would have built the characters a little more. Uh, or you could have them employ a similar strategy as Class B did, where, or at least Hot Topic could have done this, where he stands back a little bit, right? Uh, so you could easily have, for example, uh, Bakugo screws himself over through all the explosions. Not unreasonable to happen. Fits with his character quite a bit. Hot Topic lets Deku just barely pass him up with a, a plan, with a, a Class B type strategy that they were doing. You don't uh, remember his name, do you? Uh, fuck no. Uh, Todoroki? I have called him and thought of him as Hot Topic the entire time. And is that just because most of his merch is sold at Hot Topic? <laughs> uh, it's because he's he's like the embodiment of Hot Topic in this show. Uh, and that's not going to change. Uh, so Deku winning, it was just a little bit disappointing because My Hero Aka is at its worst when it's the Deku show. I feel like Deku would be a much better character if he was not the main character. You can have him do a lot of similar things, but if he's the the less at the forefront he is, the better he is and the more interesting he is. Otherwise, it feels like they sort of force feed him to you and it's just not great. Uh, and, and he gets a little bit better later on. A little bit better. Uh, the Deku towards the end of the tournament arc is much more what I want to see. Uh, but this obstacle course, it... What was it supposed to show? That everyone else is just generally incompetent and Deku is just lucky, although not good? That's not good for anybody. The point of it was to show that even though he was limited by the use of his quirk, uh, he had enough cleverness to make up a stupid strategy that could have the potential of succeeding. But it wasn't a genius strategy. It was, as he even says, dumb. Which, if he would have ended up getting like third or whatever, that's fine. Then you, you say, okay, wow, his stupid strategy got him way further than it should have. It didn't get him the win, but it shows that he's smart enough. Uh, to get him the win, which once again, I acknowledge it's useful for narrative purposes, uh, it, it made it feel like they're just trying really hard to protect him and make him seem uh, better than he is. It's, it's uh, for all you WWE fans, a comparison I think I literally used in my Hiroaka 1, it's the Roman Reigns effect. And once again, I'm doubling down on the Roman Reigns effect. How uh, could you? The man had cancer. He did have cancer. Uh, and he returned for that. And he... The dude Roman Reigns is amazing. He's wildly talented. Uh, he's in a much better position now. Uh, however, we all know those dark years. Uh, for any non-WWE fans, uh, he, he's, he's a big doggy boy. Uh, <laughs> wait, don't wait, worry about wait, it. Wait, that's not it. Don't worry about it. You can't just Don't worry about it. He's the big dog. <laughs> don't worry about it. Be confused. It's fine. Yes, his signature technique, the bone spear. What are you on about? <laughs> Uh, but but then later on, uh, after the obstacle course, or it might have been during, I, I can't fully remember, it doesn't really matter. It, it shows like the business course homies hanging around and doing their thing, uh, doing marketing basically. And that was phenomenal. I love to think that. That was a little moment. Once again, brilliant moment. Uh, th that's what My Hero Aka is when it's so good. Uh, so they, they do that, and they show the point system, uh, which initially I was going to be a little confused and outraged about till they explained how they were going to do it. it. It's essentially, you, you know how with with Harry Potter, when you're playing Quidditch, okay, you, here we go. you can score points, but most of those points don't really fucking matter. All that matters is the snitch. And sure, sometimes the points matter. Usually they don't matter. Uh, essentially, 
they're going to do a cavalry battle. It, it's flag football, and you need to, to grab the point flags, and one of them is the golden stitch. Uh, and then top four teams go. And so the cavalry battle, they're teams of uh, two to four, right? And most people just do uh, teams of four, uh, which makes sense, though I would have liked to see a team of two. I don't think we saw a single team of two. Uh, I believe there was one. We saw was... a team of three. Yes. And I can only even remember one of those. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't remember a team of two, which I would have liked to see for the contrast. It would have been interesting, but then again, you have to remember they have so many characters and they have to... The nice thing about the cavalry it's, battle it's true, yeah. is smashing all these characters together and see how they interact. And I'll say the cavalry battle, some of the best I've seen of My Hero Aka, 100% of the way. It's, Super good, right? It starts out with uh, the, the prepping. you got to find your teams. And your total uh, team point value is going to be everyone's points from the obstacle course, right? And so uh, trying to organize what teams work with the quirks, seeing how different quirks would fit well for different strategies, that's super interesting. And uh, there, there's a, a great moment uh, that I really enjoyed where Deku approaches... Uh, Ida. Ida approaches the Sean character. Hey, uh, hey, I say because he's nerdy and glasses. And so. Okay, that's very. <laughs> that, that's Seanist. That's what that is. Uh, that's fine. Uh, so he, he approaches Ida because the strategy for Deku is to run because he has 10 million points, which is about 10 million more than anybody else. Uh, and so. Uh, it might be. It might be ten thousand. It doesn't really matter. It's it's a it's a ridiculous it's a stupid number, number that think, can never be compared. I think it was compared. ten million, just because yeah. it was funny as fuck. Yeah, and so uh, if if your strategy is to run the fuck away, eat as your man. He's the runny boy. He literally has engines in his legs. And so it sounds like a, a decent idea, especially because they don't just say, well, he's the runny one. They're like, all right, we have uh, Uraraka, anti-grav girl, and so she can make us lighter weight, and then he can run, and it's all gonna be good. Uh, and plus, they have shown to be really good friends uh, since the beginning yeah. of the show. Yeah, so it's a solid strategy. So he approaches him, and Ida's like, that's a great idea. Unfortunately, I got to beat you, so no. Uh, I can't be on your team and beat you. I got to show I'm better than you. So I'm actually not going to be on your team. And that was a nice moment, because, uh, especially because they had a plan beforehand. Uh, if they had just asked and that happened, then it would have still been a decent moment. But the fact they went through, like, oh, that is a smart plan. Oh, okay, fuck that then. Uh, and it builds Ida's character as well. Super great. Uh, I'm not even talking about, like, the different character formations that actually form. Uh, unfortunately, I can't get too much in depth with them. But all of them are interesting. All of them are fascinating. Uh, and all of them show each one of their characters in a super cool way. And they make a lot of sense in the long run, which is very good. There's no stupid combinations, which I'm a fan of. Uh, there was one moment in, in all of this that, uh, ooh, uh, I, I'll be honest, I lost my shit, but not necessarily in a good way, because it was Hot Topic, right? And he was talking uh, about, uh, or he, either he or other people were talking about how he doesn't use his other side, his fire side, right? Because uh, daddy issues. And then, yeah, yeah. And this is the first moment that it properly, like, pans to his dad, Super Fire Boy, in the stands. Mm -hmm. And I lost my mind because I was like, oh, of course it's daddy issues. It would be <laughs> daddy issues for Hot Topic. It's not that he's worried about hurting himself or something or any of that. It's goddamn daddy issues. Uh, and it's not just daddy issues. It's also mommy issues. Although... 
they didn't blame her nearly as much as they should have. They gave some blame to his mom, uh, who, for those unacquainted, burned his face with boiling water when he was a child. Yeah, they which gave it, him- it condemns the action. But I don't think it goes far enough in condemning the woman. Like, holy shit, that's fucked up. Uh, both the parents are super fucked up. Uh, and I think that deserves to be acknowledged. And it sort of does, but it's a, a little too lenient on, on her. Uh, that's a very light note. But the daddy issues thing, I was just like, holy shit. They can't, they, they, they can't help themselves but make him the edgiest fuck boy around. At least his daddy issues are well-founded. Uh, they're they're decently well-founded. Uh, just, good God, I lost my mind because it was such an of course this is the direction it's going moment. Well, Remington, you can't have a superhero story without uh, some kind of parental issues, and so far we've had none. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Todoroki being, you know, the top of the class, you know, the really super powerful boy, the one who got in on recommendation alone, uh, he needed something to make him uh, other uh, something more than just perfect. So, of course, giving him a sadistic father who's borderline evil, uh, easy, obvious direction to take it in. And <laughs> his entire story background also helps with the thing you like, which is world building. No, I, I think that it, it's made a little bit better later. Uh, however, that moment, uh, it, it was just a little too much for me. Uh, oh, boy. That brief moment was borderline satirical when it was meant to be dramatic. But continuing on, you once again get to see how they set themselves up for uh, the, uh, well, to finish the cavalry battle, I guess. Uh, The cavalry battle, it's super interesting. Uh, Lots of really fascinating back and forth. Lots Lots of creative ways to use all of these different quirks, which once again is My Hero Aka at its best. Using all the characters in creative and new ways. Uh, and it ends 100% how it should end with uh, with Hot Topic and Ida's team winning, uh, which 100% the right result. Right. Uh, and I even think that Deku going in as the leader totally also works with the narrative storytelling. It's just how he won the opposite course that was annoying. Uh, so uh, there is, once again, a slight nonsensical way to get Deku and his team into the top four. That's less egregious than the obstacle course, but still not ideal. Uh, and I loved like Deku's team and how they interacted and how they worked. Uh, but once again, Deku gets protagonist pass into it. Uh, I agree with him and his team getting in. Sort of disagree with the way that it happened. Because uh, it was just like, oh, don't worry. I grabbed this at the last minute. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and so then we actually get to the tournaments. And the first match in the entire tournament is Deku versus Shinso? Yes. You actually remembered a character's name who wasn't one of the main group? I'm impressed. So this is a very interesting match, or at least it by all means should have been. I, once again, I'm going to open this up with, Deku should move forward in the tournament, uh, especially with what they do with him narratively. Continue. I... I I totally understand why Deku should move forward, especially with what they do with him later on, narratively speaking. However, once again, the way they get there is something I disagree with. Because we've seen Shinso in the background a lot. He's yet to do anything at all. But the show has made a point to constantly, anytime it's going to pan to all the characters, you're going to notice Shinso. They want you to notice Shinso. 
Uh, and then it's revealed that he is a really super neat perk that he can he can brainwash you. He can control you a little bit, right? Uh, following some circumstances, which is super interesting, super amazing. The problem is him going against Deku in the first round. I don't think they should have gone against each other in the first round. Uh, maybe not at all, because we finally get introduced to Shinzo. And then they make him feel like a big deal for five minutes. And those are a damn good five minutes where you feel like he's a big deal. He takes control of Deku. Deku's walking his way out the very long and slow way uh, to build maximum suspense. Uh, and then he he essentially, like like Aang th uses his avatar powers, he talks to all of all of the other previous homies. Uh, doesn't talk to them, but he sees them. And they it's explained later through s sort of wish-washy uh, means, which I don't even think is the worst thing. Uh, but he's able to conjure up his power and use it anyway. Uh, and then he just beats Shinso on out of there. And I, one, don't think that helps Deku out much because it feels like another protagonist pass forward, which is unnecessary if you just had him face anybody else. And there are options for him to face anybody else. Uh, and Shinzo, although it will do a little bit of character development, which was nice to see, it built him up and then you finally see him and it's like, wow, he's so good. Oh, actually, never mind. And it still wants you to feel like he's all well and good, but the one thing we saw him do didn't work out for anything. I think that match, it it was good for hype, but it didn't do nearly enough for either of the characters involved, which was super disappointing. Ah, well, that's... Uh... Deku gets another protagonist pass, which is not good for Deku's character. Uh, we're going to see what's good for Deku's character later, and it's not this shit. Uh, oh, then Shinso... It, it feels like he's he's sort of just wasted. Uh, Would you like me to regard? leave some of your stress? No, I'm sure he's going to be used very well later. He's going to end up getting in the hero course. It'll be tremendous, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But they could have used him a whole lot better considering they had been low-key hyping him up the whole time up to now. I'm just saying he gets really fucking cool. He's super cool now. They just fucked him up in his first step. It's like plastering posters for for one person. Uh, the concert posters are everywhere, right? And then they step on stage. They fall flat on their ass. And then they walk off. And you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? So you're saying they snoked him. You've never seen Star Wars. Never mind. Uh... Let me just put it to you this way. Uh, in the latest Star Wars trilogy, Remington. <laughs> yes. Uh, they build up a big, dark, evil emperor character in the first, uh, uh, quote unquote, movie episode, whatever. Yeah. Then in the second movie, <laughs> we learn nothing about him at all whatsoever. Yes, 100% that. And don't get me wrong. They're, they're going to do better with him later. But the first impression, they did him dirty. And the reason I'm spoiling that is because... Fuck, fuck, guys. I wanted to love the new trilogy, but fuck, man. They just fucked up so much. Just be like me and don't watch Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was super disappointing, especially the way it happened. Once again, I think that Deku should move on forward, especially with what they do with him later. But a protagonist pass isn't building his character. Uh, so we then continue, and something I was a little bit worried about is how are they going to handle the battles that let's face it, matter less. Uh, because I wanted them to, to go in depth with them, right? Uh, and there were a few possibilities. One, 
they they could go in depth with them, show the matches, and that'd be incredible because world building. Another possibility is they they do it sort of vignette style. You get a couple seconds from each of them, and that's it, which would have been fine if done well. And the worst option would have been maybe you get a still from each of them, or maybe they're just referenced uh, and, yeah. and they're ignored. You uh, mean the thing that they do in a lot of really, really bad tournament arcs. Yes. Uh, but... Thank God they do the best option. They show every single match uh, almost to completion in almost every case, which is amazing because, once again, that's what My Hiroaka does best. And uh, you, 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 the next match also isn't necessarily ideal because it's it's hot topic and then he he wins immediately tape boy does some good stuff Lo, let me tell you he he does one thing uh and i i get that that's less egregious than uh that's less egregious than the deku match but after the deku and hot topic matches i was a little bit concerned after that, it really picks up. Amazingly picks up. To be fair, what the fuck was Sarah going to do against a guy who can literally coat the entire field in an ice cannon? Oh yeah, no, he was he was fucked. Like he did uh, really fucking good for the like three seconds he fought. One hundred percent. And I was imp- I I liked that they allowed him to do anything. Uh, unfortunately, with those being the first two matches. That can be a cause of concern because if they handled the rest like they handled the first two. It would not be a good tournament arc. Uh, but then we have, uh, let's see what the match, there was uh, Ivy Bitch, don't know her name. I, it's probably mentioned once or twice, uh, versus Electro Dude. Denki. Denki. Uh, and so those two face off, and it immediately establishes Ivy Bitch as like, like she looks into the sun and because she needs to like photosynthesize and whatever. Uh, and she, it gives like a super Jesus girl feeling of it. Like she's a nun. And that was great. That that added some flavor. And their interactions together in the match were, were solid. It was a short match, but it totally worked. Her and name was uh, Ibarra. Ibarra. Uh, established Ibarra as a, a solid, powerful, and interesting character. Uh, as well as it, it showed a fun match. And so that was a thumbs up. Then you had uh, one of my favorite matches through the whole thing. You had Ida versus the, the support Zoom bitch. Support Zoom bitch? Support That's Zoom your name? bitch. Yeah. First we have Parisian dick laser. Now we've got support Zoom bitch. Oh, uh, just I have critiques about Parisian dick laser. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, what? Namely, that he is not used nearly enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I, I thought we were about to have a moment, a moment there, a moment of uh, take backs, a moment of change, a moment of development in your character in this tournament arc. But no, no, no. It's all for the sake of a goof. I get it. But no. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. The fight between May is her name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so May versus Ida, and. Uh, May gives Ida uh, some technology, which they allow because it's agreed on by both people. And at first I was like, oh, is it going to be like weird sabotage? No, not at all. I went the I, I, I hoped they were going to go this route and they fucking did. Uh, her whole thing is she just wants her technology to be bought out by big companies. And so which, she wants to show them off. Which they established within the first like two minutes of meeting her character. Yeah. And I love no, that. No, I'm wrong. Like she... She's a little bit obnoxious at times, but overall still a successful character. And this really makes her so much more of one because she's just dodging Ida 
Azita's trying and getting a lot of help from his technology that she gave him. And she's just selling it all. She has a microphone and everything. And then after a 10 minute presentation pitch, just steps off, just loses by herself, which is exactly, it shows you so much about her, where her priorities are. Beautiful character building moment. Uh, one of my favorite matches through the entire thing, because despite there being little action, the character building was on point. It's a funny fucking fight, and my favorite part is after it's all said and done, she acts like she had the biggest fight of a lifetime. She feels like she's won, yeah. and Ida is in the background throwing a fucking fit, and yeah. I love it. it. It was it was so good, because it's, it's a creative decision. It's not just, alright, so they fight, and one of them wins. It's, alright, well, what if this what if their motivations weren't the bare bones motivations? She doesn't care about winning. She just wanted to get to this point and then mark it. And now she's done. She's in the support course. She doesn't care about being the best of all the heroes. Uh, which is great. And then you have Uraka versus Bakugo. You have Gravity Girl versus Explosives Boy. And I was mildly concerned um, because these are two prominent main characters and the closer to a main character you are, the more likely it is that it's not going to be great. And Bakugo, first season, was all terrible. This time, he's shown more potential, uh, but I was still very concerned. Yeah, no, by the end of the, I believe it's the second or third season, he is currently most people's favorite character, if you can believe it. Uh, that works, is now he's trying, he's starting to actually show himself. And he, even though he's very reckless, impulsive, he's also wildly talented and also very intuitive when it comes to both his quirks and understanding the quirks of others. And I think that intuitive nature is definitely something his character needed to show more nuance. He's Naruto, but smart. Uh, yeah, I mean, this whole show is just like Incredibles plus Naruto. Uh, tell me I'm wrong, motherfucker. I'm not uh, going to. <laughs> I'm not going to. No, oh, plus Sky High, of course. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You just left out the Sky High. That's the important clarification. Uh, so I was worried about this fight because it it very easily could have ended up uh, just being a little bit bullshit and trying to protect characters rather than tell an interesting story. Uh, even Deku at one point, he starts to approach Gravity Girl and is like, hey, I, I can help you out and I want to help you out. And she's like, no. And and her, her rejection of this is also an amazing character-driven moment because it comes from way back when Ida refused Deku, uh, refused to be on Deku's team. And she was already on Deku's team and she realized, oh, I guess I'm sort of doing what Ida is now rejecting doing. I'm, I'm using Deku as a crutch, right? And... She, so it establishes that that moment had consequences, which you, you've listened to the podcast. You know, one of my many critiques of especially Shonen is the lack of consequences. And so to have that moment, that brief moment, have strong consequences, making her realize she doesn't want to just use Deku as a crutch. She needs to show herself that she is good enough. And so th they go out, They she fights on her own terms, and she gets the Christ beaten out of her. Uh, absolutely, mercilessly, uh, and which is exactly how that fight should go. It showed her tenacity. It also was able to show how clever she was. She had a plan, but even with her very smart plan, Bakugo was able to, to uh, transcend that, overcome that, and still win. It was exactly the right result. It shows just how talented Bakugo is while showing how much heart and how much uh, wit 
uh, Uraraka has, which is great. It's so good. It built both characters in an interesting fight. It's exactly what you want to see. And for the record, uh, for all the people who have sent me messages saying like, really, Uraraka's best girl? Watch that fight again and tell me otherwise, motherfucker. It was an amazing fight. Uh, th- I guess I, I did skip uh, two two fights that I'm briefly going to go back towards. <laughs> uh, yeah. y- you you had uh, uh, maybe three fights I skipped. Uh, you, ha- you had Monster Girl versus Priest and Dick Laser in the first round, I think. Um, the, n- not much happened in the fight, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, Mina, I believe was her name. Uh, Mina, 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 yes, it was Mina. Uh, Mina versus, uh, uh, Yuga, or... Parisian Dick Laser. Parisian Dick Laser, uh, well, which is, I like that fight, it was fun. It was, it was fine for what it was. Uh, that being said, they're doing Mina dirty, uh, since season one. They give her such a unique character design, and still, the whole time I've watched... Have done jack all with her. She to, to give a Yu-Gi-Oh comparison. She's like the Tia Gardener. Uh, oh, she's oof. just. Am I so far? Am I wrong? She she's not wildly incompetent. She's there to help and be there, but she hasn't really done anything that interesting so far. I mean, her power is pretty cool. I guess her ability to sprout out some spicy mayonnaise all oh, around. Jesus Christ. Um it's it's pretty neat, I guess. Um <laughs> spicy ma- Jesus fuck. Could you have picked a more horrible fluid and yet still surprisingly accurate? I mean, after a lot of spicy mayonnaise, that is what happens to me, so. <laughs> and so uh and then you also had uh oh, let's see. You had the crow boy. Uh, that would be um, Tokoyami. Tokoyami, and he faced off against someone. Yayo Rozu. Who were they? Uh, big hair makes things with her body. Oh yeah, which was a little bit of a disappointing fight. I think it was well done, uh, but I was hoping for a bit more because uh, the the one she she can create stuff with her body, and uh, I I liked her in season one. So far, she hasn't done much of anything. She gets more uh, stuff uh, in season two, and that fight is actually a precursor for some more oh, yeah. development for her. And and that's what I actually really liked. It showed that it wasn't just him winning. You could see how disappointed she was, and once again, it felt like it had consequences. We haven't delved too much into that because the ter- rest of the tournament, but that was still really nice to see. You also have to consider that she was the only other person uh, that got in through recommendation alone. Yeah, and so uh, I, that frustration was nice to see, and uh, you, you got to see more of the Raven, which is great. Yeah, Tokoyami's really cool, even if he is a bit of a Chunibyo. Uh, and then and then you ended up also getting the match between the Hard Boys. The Hard Boys, yes. Uh, my boy Kirishima and Tetsu Tetsu, yeah. which, by the way, his name translates to Iron Iron. Of course. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> and his full name is Tetsu 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 Tetsu. Holy fuck. Uh, and so y- y- that was a nice little, uh, essentially a mirror match, in which case they tied and had to settle it later. Uh, it, it was enjoyable uh, for what it was. It was silly and over the top. I loved it. Uh, then you get to uh, round two, right? And, and round two, your first match... Is Deku versus Hot Topic. Now, at this point, if you're Remington, you're concerned. Because, so far, the two least interesting matches have been Deku's and Hot Topic's. And I'm very hesitant at this point, Sean. Uh, Because, oh, fuck. 
Uh, and in my mind, I immediately know Hot Topic should win this. Through everything Deku has done, now's the time he gets to get yeeted out of here. He cannot get another protagonist to pass. He, it, it, it's not going to help him grow. He needs some proper conflict in this boy's life because Deku is at his best when riddled with conflict. Uh, the the less conflict he has, the more shit he is, the more bland he is. Uh, so I was a bit worried. He also has an interaction with Hot Topic's dad at one point where uh, the, the dad is essentially encouraging Deku to go all out because uh, he really wants his son to, to use his fireside. Uh, Eugenics. So. <laughs> Basically, I mean, largely, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that that was a, a decent little interaction. And so then the the match finally happens, and I'm very concerned. And it's really good. It's a great match. It's phenomenal. Finally, we get interesting Deku bullshit for one of the first times in the season. We touch on like little moments of good Deku, but th- this. It's easily the best Deku moment so far. It's easily one of my favorite matches ever because the rules are clearly defined. The animation is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Even though it's literally one of the things you hate the most. It's just them exchanging blows back and forth, back and forth. But even then, there was at least more thought put into it. They responded to what the other did. There were defensive moves, which are so often forgotten about. Uh, And so there was still good interplay. And I would argue that... My Hiroaka, its fight scenes are so much more interesting because uh, while it does occasionally touch into super move versus super move versus super move ad nauseum, that's not the only thing it does. There are plenty of fights where different moves will be retaliated with and responded with. There will actually be be sincere interactions within the fights. Uh, There will actually be goddamn choreography, which I've railed on this so many times. Shonen should be largely emphasizing the fights. Why do so many shonen have such shit fights? But my Hiroaka, they they have variety. They have engagement. They have interaction with the characters who are actually fighting. So that even when you get some super move spamming, that's not the only thing you get. So it's much more acceptable. Uh, and I get why when shonen do that, they're trying to emphasize, wow, these are super powerful moves. But that doesn't fucking work. If that's the only thing that happens, you need something, you need a ground to base that off of, some foundations. It's one of my favorite fights in the entire series, honestly, because not only is it cool to look at and fun to watch, but the question uh, that is being asked is super good for both of their character developments. Uh, Because, Remington, the biggest thing in a fight is often the idea of why they are fighting and what the big question is. Uh, a lot of bad fights are, hey, can person A beat person B or vice versa? And that's not a good question to ask. Yeah. The good question to ask is what makes this person's ideals uh, more strong than the others, as well as how can you get the uh, overall victory even if the fight itself isn't going your way? Yep. And so uh, eventually through all of this, Hot Topic has to use his fire, of course, which is predictable, but fine uh, because they, they at least built up to it quite well. And uh, and defeats Deku handedly, uh, and that was so good to see because it was the only possible result. That's the only option that they could have gone there, and they did the right one. Yeah, it also showed how much tenacity Deku has, and that's when Deku is at his best. When not when he's he's able to to nail it and be great, but when he has everything thrown at him and. And he's still able to 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 stand up at the end, 
even if he hasn't won. Deku is best in defeat, and that has been shown uh, nearly every time. When he just dominates, whether even when it's presenting it as, wow, what a struggle, can he do it? What he did, wow! I don't give a shit. But when he actually faces sincere struggles, when he doesn't have a protagonist pa pass, and that doesn't mean he needs to lose every time, it just means that when he wins, it needs to feel deserved. And unfortunately, thus far, none of the wins have felt super deserved. Uh, but in this fight, it, it felt like he deserved something. And then that made that loss meaningful. And it was great. And and then there's a, a lovely interaction. Uh, he ends up going back to the recovery girl. And recovery girl chastises All Might, uh, saying, you can't praise this. You can't be okay with this. This isn't okay. Yeah, a recurring theme is that All Might is actually kind of a horrible teacher. Yeah, and I, I really liked that chastisement because largely because of All Might, now Deku has some permanent scarring and he, he fucked himself up way more than he should have. And, and not only that, but he can no longer go to Recovery Girl for those kinds of injuries. Yeah, and which is totally fair and valid. And I like that moment because once again, we get consequences. I've been so starved of consequences in popular shonen that it's such a fucking relief for that to happen. Uh, so then we end up with... Uh, Let's see, what was our, our next fight? Uh, oh, fuck, I can't even remember. It was uh, Lita versus uh, Todoroki, if I remember correctly. Uh, okay. Not Todoroki, excuse me, no. Tokoyami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that, from what I can remember, that was a solid match. Uh, I can't remember much of it, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had uh, Kirishima versus uh, Bakugo, I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which uh, a solid match, of course, Bakugo overcomes, although it is shown to be nicely competitive. And then in the very end, uh, oh, nope, I'm off by... Yeah, we're, we're, we're forgetting we're, one. We're, miss, we're missing one fight. It would have been... Oh, it would have been... Uh, it would have been Green-Haired Girl. Oh, Vine Girl versus Monster Girl. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. And I think... I honestly cannot remember. Uh, Yo, because once again, they do... Just look it up. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. They do Monster Girl dirty. To give her an interesting character design, but they've done literally nothing with her character. So Monster Girl versus Crow Boy, that happens. Uh, and then you're you're met with uh, Hard Boy versus Bakugo. And Bakugo wins. Competitive match. Real solid. So then you get to the semifinals. Uh, stuff is, is nice and intense now, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, your semifinal matches, you have Ida versus Hot Topic, and they have a, a decent match, a little bit less of what I would have liked to see, but still uh, pr still pretty solid. And it's after that that Ida gets some very bad news. Yes. Uh, by all accounts, I thought his brother was fucking dead. He honestly should have been, but... It shows him, like, in a big big puddle of blood. It felt sort of Mirai Nikki styled where it was just like alley filled with blood and you have this grotesque creature with a bloody axe and shit. Uh, and they do say it's a miracle he survived, so. Yeah, uh, and they haven't explored that terribly much, but considering uh, his brother is like his whole motivation, it impacts him quite a bit. Uh, then you have uh, Crowboy versus Bakugo, and they have a real solid, real competitive matchup, showing both of them to be capable. Bakugo wins, and uh, you're led to our final match, right? Our, our final match, Bakugo versus Hot Topic, who's going to win? And uh, both of them are plausible. Um, I, was, I was rooting at this point a little bit for Bakugo. 
Um, because I felt like that would be more interesting narratively speaking, because if he doesn't win, if he, if he didn't win, then he, he would go down a few tiers. Whereas if he does win, he stays towards the top tier, right? Bakugo's entire character development is based on his inferiority complex or superiority. It depends on what perspective. Yeah. And the best way to play with that is you got to give it some a little bit and they gave it in the perfect way because they have a very competitive match really solid uh but bakugo is infuriated that hot topic is not using the goddamn fire he did not give him the same respect that he gave deku who he has the biggest complex about and so uh he he ends up winning but he's so pissed off because did he win sure sure he beat hot topic but Hot Topic didn't go as all out as he could have. And uh, Bakugo surely believes that if he did, he still would have won, but he would have deserved it. And he can't prove that And now. And so, yeah. And so uh, we as the audience also don't get to see what would happen uh, if Full Power Hot Topic faced off against Bakugo. That's left as a question. So Bakugo wins and he's pissed about it, which is exactly the right move. And once again, even in their fight together... Uh, it's it's back and forth. You have great interactions between them in this fight. And Bakugo's final attack is cool as fuck. Oh, yeah. I think that my hero Aka, out of all the shonen we have seen, might uh, might take the claim of having the best fight scenes out of all the shonen we've seen because they're creative, they give a damn, they interact, and most of the time, they feel meaningful. One of these days, I'll have to show you a, a breakdown video of some of the fights because there's a fellow who does breakdown videos of fights scene by scene by scene. And his insights into that are part of what makes me understand why this show is really good. Oh, yeah. So although I have quite a few criticisms, especially earlier on in uh, in season two and especially around Deku in the early challenges, I think that by the end, Deku grows a lot more interesting. And I think he needed to lose his character so needed to lose that competition. So it's good thing that he did, because if, if Deku won... That's a terrible narrative decision. That's real bad. It's just the same decision most uh, crappy shonen make year after year after year. Yeah, and and I think that he deserved to get as far as he did, but not necessarily in the ways that he did. That was a little bit disappointing. I disagree with how they handled a couple of characters, but most times they did amazing world building. You would even go uh, back occasionally. You would have vignettes of either Deku's mom very briefly, or you would go to, uh, what, what is it, uh, the Mount Woman? Mount Lady. Mount Lady. Oh, okay. I mean, because she's a lady, but she's also kind of... You like them thick? This is extra (laughs) thick. Uh, Yeah, Mount Lady and and her her companions. It cuts to them a little bit, uh, which once again just establishes uh, more of that world. And it'll just have a few seconds, maybe a minute, with showing these other characters or characters in the stands. But that's enough to, one, keep them relevant, and two, to establish their characters. You don't need to have super in-depth moments about every single person, but just showing little bits and pieces about how different people react to different things. Uh, Oh, and then one common critique I haven't even mentioned, because I I don't think it's worth necessarily mentioning, Great Boy. Great Boy is just as shit. 
Uh, well, yeah, no, like... And just because he's deliberately bad doesn't excuse him being bad. Oh, don't worry. Everybody on the face of the fucking planet agrees with you. It's objectively a bad choice. And don't get me wrong. They're totally within their rights to include them. That's what they wanted to do. They succeed in what they wanted to do, but they uh, but they need to acknowledge they made their show a little bit worse because of it. Look, I will just be impressed if one day Great Boy becomes one of the best heroes and has a complete change of character, and that would be amazing. I mean, he, he did do well in the cavalry battle. He, his team with uh, Froppy and Machamp Mach- did great. <laughs> They they were super. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were a solid team, but fuck great boy. Uh, oh god, <laughs> champ. Oh god. <laughs> Overall, uh, uh, my Hiroka, I when we saw part one, uh, when we saw season one, rather, I. I still Shoji. maintain that His you name can... is Shoji, you son of Good a Good old bitch. Shoji. Uh, <laughs> when we saw season one, I said and I maintain that you can skip the first eight or nine episodes. But I said it had a lot of promise in the last few because it started focusing more on world building and especially showing the ensemble and what they can do. And the tournament arc was perfect for exemplifying that fact. When this show, when this show has a broad view, shows different characters, their personalities, it's so good. I think how they handle Deku is the least good. I think they've done Deku a great disservice by giving him those protagonist passes, as I don't think he needed them. They could have done something else, but I understand in the long run why it works. Overall, My Hiroaka is a tremendous show. One of the best shonen we have seen. Uh, I, I would debate whether it's better than uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I would need to to think about it a bit, but it's a contender. You'd also need to see more of the other. Uh, probably. Because, I mean, 10 episodes that are rushed in one show versus, you know, a completely new IP that's had 25 to get going. Yeah, but I, I think that... Overall, My Hiroka, tremendous show, not only one of the best shonen, but at this point, barring the first bits of season one, it's probably just one of my favorite anime that I've seen, maybe even in the top ten. That's really fucking high praise from you, Rem. I know, but you know the terrible thing, Sean. People are still going to be pissed at you. People are just going to be like, excuse me, Deku can do no wrong. And Hot Topic is a great character. He isn't just Frozone from Incredibles mixed with Gara from Naruto. He's so much more. And <laughs> Oh my fucking God. <laughs> you remember who Gara is. I'm so proud. Of you, because he was probably my favorite character in Naruto. <laughs> I mean, tell, once again, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that he isn't just Frozone Gara. Once again, Incredibles mixed with Naruto. I think you could probably come up with an Incredibles Naruto combination for almost every single hero. Uh, I it's a check to make sure that Todoroki isn't voiced by Liam O'Brien. Okay, he's not. Thank <laughs> God, because that would have been um, an amazing comparison. Uh, but no. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I, I think. Deku is still my least favorite main character, but he's gotten significantly better. Hot Topic has gotten better, even though he's still a super edgy boy. Bakugo has also gotten better because he has a bit more nuance and is shown to be more capable rather than just good at fighty and explodey. 
which is really nice. Uh, he's shown to actually have a bit of a brain. Thank God. Yeah, one of the best fights is actually uh, involves Bakugo at the end of the third season, believe it or not. I, I totally do. Uh, considering that pound for pound, he's so far been having the best fights, uh, followed by probably Hot Topic. Uh, th- those two are the most interesting fighters so far. And maybe by the time we do a third episode on this, you'll actually remember his name. Uh, I, I, I don't care about his name, Sean. Oh. I'm, I'm deliberately not putting it into memory. It's two syllables, Reb. It's three, and it's hot topic. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh at that. <laughs> I'm so goddamn angry. <laughs> oh, man. So, Rem, that's, that's pretty... There's just one important thing that we need to have clarified, uh, and it's it has to be taken with a grain of salt because it is your opinion. Uh, but we have to address it, otherwise people are going to bombard you with questions about. Uh, as of now, who is your best girl in Hiroaka? Oh fuck. Um. So uh, the I think the first season from the brief amounts I saw, it was create stuff girl Momo. Momo. Uh, so we've seen very little of her, unfortunately. The moments we saw were still good, uh, but she just didn't get enough screen time to, I think, maintain that role. Okay. Uh, I, another candidate would have been Froppy, but same exact thing. She yep. has not gotten sufficient screen time. Uh, I don't, it, it, I, in season two, there seems to really only be one candidate. I'm racking my brain for literally any other. Uh, but I mean... This is the only one that does anything meaningful so far. And is best girl. Uh, and that's recovery girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> recovery girl is my waifu. <laughs> it's come full circle. We started with the chew sound effect, and now we're back to the chew sound effect. I could chew you right now, Remington. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Uh, anything else we need to go over, Sean? Nope, I think that'll do it since this will probably be our longest episode we've ever done. Yep, that's um, how my hero Aka tends to go. Hey, look, man, once you combine some amazing things like Sky High, The Incredibles, and, you know, Naruto, what what else can you talk about? Such a winning combo. Uh, and with that, I have to ask Remington, would you be interested in watching some more Hero Academia with me? Uh, I would confidently do so, Sean. Uh, before we get out of here, we have a little bit of house cleaning to do. The first thing we have to do is we have to thank our lovely Patreons who have decided to support all of our strange antics. Remington, who are these lovely people? Well, first we have to start with our lovely Yandere waifus. We have Anne Miles to go, Anonymous Gamer, Glenn Michael Dolan, Hayden Lecker, Jordan Cavallal, hopefully I pronounced that right, Cassidy Justin, Kazu Morocco, Leos123, Rich Huffnagel, Sarah Birch, Ultimate5401, and Yuliana. Thank you guys so much, but it gets even better because we have a boy wizard in the house, and that would be Brady Weinbarger, but even more than the very illustrious Brady Weinbarger, we then have have the true to his name Shefano Musco Cory in the house that is saint uh who oh boy oh boy quite literally is our patron saint we we are currently writing him a fan fiction uh Sean you are depicted very interestingly in it oh no that's something for him to look forward to real soon i don't wanna <laughs> I'm just a boy. <laughs> See, I got the rights of writing this one, so uh, well, it'll probably be a, a special episode at, at some point. Uh, stay tuned to our Patreon to find out, I guess. Uh... <laughs> and if you would like to join our Patreon, then head on over to patreon.com slash anime out of context. If you have the money and you'd like to support us, they would mean so much. If you don't got the expendable income, do not worry about it. 
And I suppose that'll do it. If you guys enjoyed uh, listening to our mad ramblings about the authenticity of tournament arcs and breaking your fingers incessantly, then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Fuck me, that was an hour and 20